Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So coming soon to theaters. Oh, wait, give, give me that one. Give me that one. Coming soon to theaters. Or like, let me, wait, let me try. Let me try one. No, no, coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> coming soon to theaters. All right, try, try one more time. Coming soon to theaters. Coming soon to theaters. No, no, no. You gotta. Like more automated, less yeah. automated. Coming soon to theaters. Human Centipede Four: Family Vacation. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Thinking Twice. We are here in Dallas. We've been waiting all semester for the Red River Showdown. We are here to beat Oklahoma. Oh, you sucks. With me, I have my friends and classmates, uh, Brandon. Hello there. Brandon, where, where are you from, Brandon? I am from Los Angeles, California, or more specifically, Calabasas. There we go. We're also joined by Patrick. What's up, Internet? <laughs> where are you from, Patrick? I'm from West Palm Beach, Florida. All right. And then we have Jake, Jacob, Jake. You know what, Dad? Just call me whatever you want, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, my name's Jake. Uh, I'm from southwest Louisiana, usually known as Lake Charles. I'll tell people Lake Charles because it's easier, but I'm really from Sulphur, which is a little bit further southwest, kind of down the stick, so a lot of these people think I'm some kind of redneck hick over here. But uh, Yeah, seeing that you're from a place called Sulphur? Yes. Well, it's a PH, sense. not an F. It's a PH. <laughs> S-U-L-P-H-U-R. All right, gentlemen, so... Uh, we're here. We, we, we've been waiting a, a long time for this game. Uh, but not only that, but I also wanted to talk to you guys about uh, your journey in grad school and how we ended up here, all four of us together. Um, how was the drive? Is this, is this your first time in, in Dallas? I know it's not your first time, Jake, but Patrick, uh, Brandon? Uh, I'll go first. This is actually technically my second time. The first time was years ago, and I was only here for one weekend and didn't really get to explore the city. So while I've been here before, I say this is my first time truly experiencing Dallas. Okay. Okay. Patrick. Uh, yeah, I was here back in 2015. Uh, my family and I took a trip to Dallas and Austin. Uh, we were mostly in Austin, but we spent a day here in Dallas. Uh, my dad and I looked at all the JFK stuff, which was super cool. Oh yeah, yeah. you mentioned know, you mentioned something. Y'all know I love the JFK assassination. Um, but besides that, I walked around the city when I was here when I was 15 years old. I'm like, man, this place. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, you can swear, bud. This place fucking sucks. You, you don't like it. <laughs> uh, so I'm really excited to see what it's like now. Yeah, maybe I'll have a different perception. Um, but I'm excited to check it out. Yeah. What about you, Jake? So you're, you're you've been here a few times, but what's different this time? So I would say what's different this time is the fact that I'm actually a student here now. So I, I grew up a UT fan. You know, my, my dad kind of brainwashed me into being a UT fan, unfortunately. But <laughs> I've, I've been to this game quite a few times. Uh, I tell everybody I, I talk to about this game. It's, it's different than any other game in sports. It's not just like splitting the stadium in half between the fans. It's the state fair. It's the atmosphere. It's taking the trip to Dallas because neither of these places are a college hometown. So... Everyone at this game that's coming to experience this is taking a road trip. You know, it's literally it's something they're going to remember probably for the rest of their lives, especially if they only come once. And Dallas is pretty fun. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I so I'm from Houston. So I grew up uh, hating Dallas for some reason. I don't know why. I, I don't know how I got started. But from Houston, I hate Cowboy fans. 
I hate them. I, I hate the Cowboys. Who doesn't? <laughs> uh, not a big fan of the Rangers, not a big fan of the Mavericks, but we're here for the Cotton Bowl. We're here for, for Texas and Oklahoma, uh, mostly Texas, though. OU sucks. But, no, 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 the atmosphere has been great. I mean, we got here about a few hours ago. We went to watch the Strohs at the playoff, uh, watch the playoffs against Chicago. They won. What up? What up? H-Town. Uh, <laughs> but the atmosphere there was great. Like, there was all those people, that uh, the Sooners that came. Uh, Patrick said that there was literally a boomer Sooner there. <laughs> yeah, there's an old guy talking to us. He, just, and- he was talking smack. He was trying to talk smack. He had shirts that he looked like he bought off of Facebook. <laughs> yeah, uh, off Etsy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm talking to a boomer because he was like 70 or a sooner. But but I mean, they were they were good sports mates, you know. They were, were sports sportsmanship, good sportsmanship, 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 sportsmanship. <laughs> but it, it's really interesting to see because they're, they're the only other school that I've seen that wears the logo of their rival university. Isn't that weird? But in like a negative connotation. But you're still wearing the logo. Like I've, yeah. always, I've always said, if you're doing something ironically, you're just doing the thing. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey said in his video today, you know, if you, if, he or, goes, if they owe you hates Texas more than they love themselves, and you hate to see it, you hate owning that much real estate in your opponent's head, but you know. We could be terrible. It doesn't matter. Granted, we have been terrible, but we could be <laughs> terrible forever. And it's crazy the fact that they're never going to get over it. They're never going to get I, over it. I don't understand it. I feel like everyone's a Texas hater now. Like, okay, so I didn't. I, I mean, I grew up knowing about Texas. wasn't really like you know a Texas fan until like uh, until I got to the school, and and now I'm noticing like everybody's a fucking Texas hater. Apparently, we're everyone's rival. We're fucking Arkansas's rival. We're A&M's rival. We're OU's rival. OSC's rival. We're all everyone's rival. USC. Notre Dame's, I don't know, like, we're everyone's rival. Why is that? Well, this is my take on it. I think people, granted, I'm not going to clar- clarify ourselves or classify ourselves as greatness, but a lot of people just hate greatness. They hate to see it. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's just one of those things. You, if you're the top brand, regardless of how you are, people just hate it. They can't stand it because no matter how good they'll be, they will never over triumph your logo. It's just never going to happen. So... That's a really triumphant answer, and I appreciate um, the love for University of Texas that you have, but I'm going to simplify it to they hate us because we're in a city, and they all live in bumfuck. <laughs> uh, care to comment, uh, Brandon? I mean, it's not just any city, but like we're from Austin, like one of the fucking best cities in the country. I mean, you like it? Oh, dude, I love it. I mean, uh, as I mentioned, I'm from California, and it's no coincidence that there's so many people from my state moving here. Now, granted... I'm not one of those people who just came here because, fuck California, I want a new life, I want a fresh start. Right. No, I'm here for a reason, I'm here for grad school, but this is definitely a place where we make fresh starts, like amazing city, so much to do, food's fantastic, I absolutely have become obsessed with barbecue since I moved here, but yeah, I mean, that's really what it is, everyone's jealous because they hate us because they ain't us. I think that's fair to say, Brandon. I think this is a good uh, uh, transition to go uh, know a little bit about y'all's background, uh, so the, the theme of the podcast, uh, I usually talk about post-grad, uh, but all of you guys graduated recently and you guys are here at UT. So let's talk a little bit about that. So let's start with Brandon. So Brandon, where did you, uh, for the people that don't know you, uh, where did you go to school? What did you study and what field are you looking to get into? 
I went to Miami University in Ohio, not Florida, two very separate schools. <laughs> do you have to explain <laughs> that a lot? Because I feel like... Oh, believe it or not, I, it, it, see, it's 50-50. Sometimes I do because people are like, oh, you're from Florida. I was like, no, I'm from Miami University in Ohio. I was like, oh, never heard of it. But then there's a few people who are like, oh, in Ohio, great school. Absolutely love it. So yeah. I, I, I knew it because of The Office. Right. They, there's a small reference in The Office uh, where uh, Kelly moves to Miami, Ohio, but she she gets rid of like all her jackets and everything. She thinks she's going to South, like Miami. But and then Ryan follows her. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, crazy thing. Uh, a couple of years ago, so my senior year, uh, Rain Wilson, Dwight Schrute himself came yeah. to Miami for a uh, like quick lecture and visit. Yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, back into like what I studied, I stud my major is called interactive media studies, mm -hmm. essentially digital marketing and advertising. Okay. And you're also Jewish, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, I, I didn't meet a lot of Jewish people in California. I feel like, uh, the Jewish community is more on the East coast, but it is, uh, definitely in like centralized parts of California. So like Calabasas, there is a huge Jewish population really? there. Oh yeah. I'd say like. 40% of the town is Jewish. My, like when I was in middle school, seventh grade, I went to tons of bar mitzvahs, including my own, like my friends, my family. It's a, uh, it's growing for sure. But I mean, Jewish Judaism itself, it's a minority. So yeah, it's hard to find them anywhere. But I think New York is just very famous for like the Ashkenazi yeah, Seinfeld and yeah. Adam Sandler and all <laughs> Larry <laughs> David, like Larry David. Yeah. <laughs> those, are, those are like the, the I mean, they, they, they put the Jewish communities on the map, like, yeah, I know. Course. I know a lot about Jewish culture because of them. <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> let's pass the mic to Patrick. Patrick, let's 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 go with you. Let's let's start with your. Uh, 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 so I was uh, born in Miami. I'm a proud half Cuban American. My other half is Wonder Bread White. <laughs> uh, I went to Syracuse University up in Central New York. I studied sport management. I worked in the sports industry for a while, and by work, I mean I had a good amount of internships. Um, before the pandemic, I had two offers to work in sports. The pandemic, of course, then killed those. Um, I graduated in December 2020. Before then, I worked for the Orange Bowl Committee in Miami, Florida, mm. where we hosted Texas A&M and UNC for the bowl game. Yeah. Well, and I also got to work on the national championship game for college football, which was Alabama and Ohio State. After that, I uh, had a brief five-month stint with the ballpark of the Palm Beaches, where I worked for the Washington Nationals and the Houston Astros. Woo! Let's go. Let's go Astros. Um, although I worked for both teams, my paycheck did come from the Astros, so I am clearly biased in this yeah. situation. You were on the payroll. I was on the payroll, and seeing that one of those teams is in the playoffs right now and is, what, eight wins away from getting me a ring? We're, we're hoping for that. Buddy. We're big Astros fans here. Big, big Astros Big podcast. Astros fans. <laughs> All right, jo uh, Josh. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Josh. <laughs> oh, Jacob, come on, Jake. Uh, yeah, so like I said earlier, I'm from Louisiana, southwest Louisiana. Uh, most of my family's from down there, but born and raised, just good old Louisiana boy. Uh, went to Sulphur High School. Wait, you, went, probably, you probably grew up in TMI, Phosphorus, right? Huh? Phosphorus, Louisiana? Phosphorus, yeah. So it's actually, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Is it carbon? I don't know, the periodic table. I'm not a chemistry major, but um, something like that. But um, yeah, born and raised over there. 
did my undergrad at McNeese State in accounting. FYI, if you're doing accounting, change it. It sucks. <laughs> nah, I, so I actually kind of figured out that I really didn't like it most of the way through my junior year, but I only had one more year left. And granted, it's a tough degree to get. You know, it's not easy. So I figured, you know, it's a good degree to have, so I just might as well just finish it out. So I finished it out, and over the course of college, I kind of started to get into some more uh, content creation and uh, videography and stuff. So that's where I kind of started doing some more marketing work and some PR. And um, I had some accounting internship jobs. I worked a lot in healthcare services, and then I also did my own thing just kind of like a little side hustle, just freelance video for uh, companies. I did some pharmacies, did advertising for them, and then started doing wedding films and then uh, hype videos for like uh, athletic departments and stuff for universities. So that kind of led me towards the marketing area. Uh, and then I always, I always knew I wanted to be a fifth year because who wants to leave college? And <laughs> <laughs> so then I knew I, I always wanted to go to UT. I figured I'd apply because, you know, it's, I figured I had one more chance to do it, so I might as well. Got in, moved here, and uh, it's been nothing really but a trip so far, you know. I've learned a lot about myself in three months, so that's been cool. It's nice to me now to pretty much do whatever I want. Yeah. I still behave myself, don't get me wrong, but um, that's pretty much my life story in a nutshell. Yeah, you, you, you covered the next question that I wanted to ask all of you guys here. Uh, what was it about UT that attracted you, and how did you decide that this was – uh, the program that you are in because a lot of I, I, I've been asked this a lot I talked about it on a, a few episodes ago uh, on why I decided to come back to school and I talked to Nahit last episode on why he decided to come to uh, to the states and study marketing at UT but uh, just to get Josh's perspective what was it that attracted y'all to, to get a, a master's why UT and, and why marketing so a big part for me was the location. Austin is such a booming city. It was always on my radar, even before graduation, which happened during the pandemic, which definitely shifted my plans like immensely. Like I just graduated my senior year. I was trying to find jobs and it wasn't really looking much in California. So I decided to shift my focus to other cities. Yeah. Looked into Austin, applied to grad school and the MSM program is like one of the best reputations I could have asked for. Like, yeah. like at least what number two in the country, amazing professors, a strong alumni network. So great networking opportunities, job prepper, job preparation, internships. It just really spoke to me. Like I have, as I mentioned, interactive media studies essentially was digital marketing. I already had a marketing background and I knew that's the work I wanted to go into. No questions asked. So when I got in, I was like, not even hesitation. This is where I'm going. This is where I belonged. And I actually moved to Austin a year before the program started and the city spoke to me. Like it, this is really my fit. So happy I went in knowing no one and now have like so many great friends both yeah. in and out of the program. And that's interesting because you moved out of state. So you you're from LA, you went to Ohio, and then from there you bounced to Texas. Like mm -hmm. those are three big moves. Like were you ever nervous or scared or afraid? Not really. Are you I... afraid of the dark? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's afraid of traffic. <laughs> Comes with being from California. Uh, no, you see, I'm like an abnormal Californian as in, I wanted to get out. Like yeah. even from an early age, I wanted to leave the state and just see what else is out there. So drew me to Ohio, which I loved. And then I came here to Austin and it just was fantastic. I feel like I've really found my fit here. Yeah. All right. What about you, Patrick? 
Um, so I decided to apply to graduate school because of the sports market and the shape it was in a year ago. Uh, I really actually did not want to come to grad school. My parents were the ones that pushed me to apply just as a backup. Yeah. And I thought, well, if I'm going to start applying, I'm going to apply to the best programs that I could find. Yeah. Uh, which I did. Um, and I got into every MS program I applied to. Um, Syracuse, my alma mater being one of them. And I thought it'd be cool to go back to Syracuse because I missed out on my last year since I graduated early. And they gave me a good amount of money, but I was like, what am I going to truly learn in central New York with a marketing MS degree? Yeah. Like I, I, I should go to a place where marketing is thriving, right? which is either like New York city, Chicago, Austin, Texas. There's South by Southwest here. Of course. Uh, companies are moving here. As we learned yesterday, Tesla is now moving their headquarters to Austin. I'm like, I better go to Austin. Yeah. And, um, since I mentioned earlier the trip I took here to Texas six years ago, uh, I, that was actually to check out the university when I wanted to apply to college. I was oh, a sophomore so, at the so time. For your, for your undergrad. Yeah. Uh, and I, at that time, I loved UT. Um, fast forward two years when I was applying to college, I wanted to apply to UT, but being out of state, they required extra essays yeah. to, since you, I was an out-of-state student. Uh, me being a stupid 18-year-old, I'm like, no, I'm not going to apply because I, I don't want to <laughs> write five essays. Uh, so I saw this almost as my redemption arc of like, you know what? This is the time for me to do it. I like the school then. I still like it now. Why not? Um, so inevitably, I got in and I said, you know what? I think, I think it's time for me to move to Texas. And much like Brandon, um, I don't like being in the same place. Like I said, I grew yeah. up in Florida. When looking at colleges for undergrad, I wanted to get out of the state and live in as many places as I could. Uh, I did three years in Syracuse. I lived in New York City for three months. I lived in Miami for six months, both for internships. So I thought, why not continue that journey and go live in as many places, different places that I could. Wow. So how, you went from no snow to snow, like two full on blizzards up there. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, that was, it was terrible. I, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of the sunshine and the beaches. Let me never see the sun and, again. And there's not much of a big, it, it, well, I don't, I don't know, but is there a big Hispanic community up there? Uh, I know like New York city, there's like a, New York city, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, every once in a while I would find some Spanish people in Syracuse, which would blow my mind. Yeah. I've, did meet like three to five Cuban people in Syracuse, wow, which I'm like, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> like you're so lost. Uh, Buffalo, which was about two and a half hours away. is actually a very, very diverse city. Really? Uh, they have like, so they have a lot of different factories in Buffalo, whether it's like sugar, uh, general mills has a factory in Buffalo. Uh -huh. And in that factory, they have like seven to eight different listed languages of the, of the workers in there. Oh, shit. Um, so in the signs they come in, all different letters, shapes, and colors because yeah. of like everyone comes from all across the world and ends up in Buffalo, New York. Don't ask me how, don't ask me why. Um, but it's, it's a real diverse community up there, yeah. which I enjoyed. Well, and, I, and New York city is New York city. So uh, that itself is a how far pot. away was that from Syracuse? To the uh, New York city to Syracuse. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's about a four hour drive. Oh, okay. So when I was in Syracuse, I was closer to Canada than I was to oh, New York shit. City. It would, it, would, it would take me uh, a short amount of time to get to Montreal if I, instead of getting to New York City. Sheesh. And so, although it's the same state, to get to New York City, I would have, from Syracuse, I would drive through Pennsylvania and New Jersey back into New York. Oh my God, that sounds beautiful. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's a journey, but Jesus, Jake, did you want to add uh, anything? I know you kind of explained to us. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, so, like I said, I kind of decided to do marketing because the media stuff I'd been working with, and um, so I actually applied to two schools. Uh, first one being UT, granted, because you know I've always loved the school. And second one's kind of a curveball. I just kind of, I, I love the area, and I thought it'd be really cool to live there. But I also, I applied to Arizona State over in Tempe. Uh, and so, huh? What? Uh, <laughs> but uh, so I ended up getting accepted to both. And then, you know, I had always been UT, UT, UT. But then when it kind of got close to crunch time, I started thinking, you know, it's like I've been to Austin a lot. Uh, you know, just growing up, going to football games, going to your, the city. Your, your brother's name's Austin, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, Austin, my brother's name. He's actually named after the city. No shit. Not even lying. He's named after the city. Uh, but so when I was kind of getting close to crunch time, I started thinking. I started leaning in Arizona State, actually, and they don't even have a marketing program. It's actually MS uh, Business Analytics. Mm. So that was kind of – I was leaning towards that just because I thought it would be really cool to live over there. But I think as time went by, I kind of started thinking, you know, it's a little further away from home, which I really had no problem with, but I was always concerned, like, if something happened, I needed to get back a little sooner. You know, Austin's a shorter drive, obviously. But, um, so, I, you know, I kind of went with my gut. He's like, you know what, I've always wanted to come to Austin. I've always wanted to live here. I always wanted to experience it. So, decided to come to UT, and, you know, one one scary thing was, it wasn't really scary, because, like, I could most, for the, for the most part, I could pretty much talk to anybody. It doesn't really matter what, but... You know, I walked into the first meet, the breakfast meeting that we had during orientation, and you know, I, ha- I kept telling myself in my mind, <clears throat> I was like, Jake, you know nobody here. Yeah. And I was like, we, let's go make friends. So I, literally, I picked up some food. I told myself, I was like, we're going to the first table we see, and I'm going to say, hey, is anybody sitting here? That's exactly what I did. Walked up to a group. Like, hey, y'all sitting? Anybody sitting here? Like, no. Started shaking some hands. And um, so we didn't really talk that much, no. but- I, I was in that table. Yeah, if we didn't really talk that much, but Jesus <laughs> was actually sitting at the table, and I'm looking, I was like, who is this old dude over here? <laughs> I'm like, everyone else is here at 21, then this, this is old guy. I'm like, oh, this dude's going to be a freaking buzzkill. He's just going to be all mature and stuff. Turns out the dude's a 12-year-old to 30-year-old body. <laughs> but uh, Actually, the, the one guy I really talked to the most, his name's Marco, and so we kind of went to the next thing together because we ended up being in the same program, and then I think after that is – uh. Sam came and talked to us, so we met him after that, and then we just sat at tables of four, and then Patrick came up and sat with us three, and just kind of started talking, whatever, and then met up with Jesus right after that first thing, and then Brandon and Tori just randomly, like, walked up to us, and they were like, hey, you want to go get some lunch or something, so then we all just went, I think we went to Cane's, or is it P. Terry's is one of those. We went to Cane's. It was Cane's, yeah, so we went to Cane's and just got some food. And then after that, it's like we kind of knew, like, we had a, somewhat of a group already, so we just kind of kept rolling things together. And um, it's just been all downhill from there, boys. Yeah. <laughs> been all downhill. <laughs> Wait, Brandon, you were going to add something? Um, just it was an interesting thought you said how at Arizona, how they didn't have a master's in marketing program. They had a master's in business analytics. I've noticed that that's actually the case at so many universities. Places, yeah. yeah, that was actually a big determining factor for me. I applied to Boulder for grad school, which... Would have been crazy if I went there because my little brother is going into his senior year. I got a cousin who's starting his freshman year. Oh, little cousin, little cousins who are already being groomed for it. So like, I'd be like starting a new family dynasty if I went there. Oh wow, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, they didn't have masses of marketing, only mass business and analytics. So like, that was like a huge turnoff for me. 
So I actually almost looked to go into Colorado Boulder too. I looked to the program. They didn't have marketing. I saw they hit MSBA, but once I kind of looked into their like rankings and stuff, it wasn't as significant as UT, obviously, and ASU. Because ASU is a good program too, believe it or not, even though they're known as a party school. But um, I actually almost looked in – I did look in actually Colorado because living in Boulder would be so cool because I love the mountains, man. Love the mountains. Yeah, you're a big, you're big nature guy. Big – Big nature guy. All I got out of that thought from Brandon is that his family is grooming boys. <laughs> Not Big boy groomer. Big boy groomer. Actually, uh, no. There's only three of us. The other cousins who are being groomed, they're all girls. So it's <laughs> wait. So you're so so you're grooming your brothers and your sisters. So you're telling me? Oh, oh God. No, my cousins. You're a great barber. You you're really good at you're really good at haircuts. <laughs> I mean, you've seen my hair. What do you think? Um, <laughs> uh, don't answer that. Don't answer that. Uh, okay, so so uh, so that was a good transition, Jake, because uh, he talked about how we all first met each other there. Uh, so this next question I got for you guys is, how different is um, grad school to what what it was like for your undergrad? I definitely think there's a very different mindset going into grad school than there is at undergrad. For me, I don't see this as just school. This is the stepping stone to my work life, to getting a career. Hmm. So like, I definitely paid a lot more attention in class. I feel very focused on the content. Like, it, even though it's like grades or like, you know, it's just a letter, I think it reflects on how much I pay attention and it really shows like, am I retaining information for when this is all over? we start working because yeah. remember, we only have a year of this. Most master's programs have two, not us. We only got one year to master all the skills and be ready to start working. Yeah, it's a, it's a full-time uh, program, which is uh, different because uh, you said most programs are two years, but they don't, they don't go in as much as we do because we, we've been going at it, it feels like nonstop since July. Pretty much, yeah. And it's just been going and going. What about you, Pat? Do you see any, uh, like, like, what are some of the differences that, that are from uh, grad school and undergrad? Uh, truthfully, in undergrad, I coasted for my three years there. Yeah. I don't want to say sport management was an easy major, but it was an easy major. <laughs> I pulled one all-nighter in college, and that was for my finance class. Besides that, it was super easy, very bored throughout undergrad was looking for the challenge, never found it. And honestly, once I finished, I, w I, I felt like I was burnt out. I didn't want to go to school. Um, law school has always been in like the back of my mind of like, you know, I, I can go there eventually. Uh, like I said, didn't want to go to grad school. Here I am. I'm definitely enjoying it, but I do feel honestly burnt out a bit from education. Um, yeah. Not to say that I don't, love what we're learning because I actually do feel passionate about what we're learning for once, but it's, it's tough stuff. And I feel like I'm more of the qualitative sort of person. I'm good with the creativity off the bat sort of thinking. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I chose this program because this is very heavy quantitative work. Mm -hmm. But after a while, like it definitely becomes burdensome and I definitely feel overwhelmed by what we're learning. Um, yeah, and, no, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you because that that marketing analytics classes. No, it's it's a bore, <laughs> and it's I don't know. I I see the end in sight because like what Brandon was saying, we have 
you know, 10 months to a year to get through this program, but we have mm. a lot to perfect until then. But that's also one of the reasons why I chose Texas because a, I knew that they would teach us the skills that we need to know, even if we don't master each class and B they have so many connections here in Texans, Texas, if not the rest of the nation that they could yeah. uh, put us with someone that we can offer them uh, the same benefit that they can offer us and create the harmony of getting a job. Yeah. And, and uh, I think uh, also, I, yes, we, we got the academics portion, but they, like the university really does push a lot of the, uh, the networking and resume building, like those uh, career development skills on Fridays, some Fridays, not all Fridays, not all Fridays. And not only that, what, what really sucks is that right now for this past month, we have one more week of it. We have two day weeks and that just doesn't do anyone any favors yeah, because they're all stacked up too. Because like, I mean, they're all stacked up, but like, yeah, five days of drinking, <laughs> like that's not good. I mean, give it some time. Soon, we're about to get like all those other classes for the second half of fall. So we're going to be back to basically five to four day weeks. Get in a refill, Jake. Get a refill. Get a refill. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. No, Come no, on, I'll man. get you a refill. What do you want? Oh, uh, truly? Give me a truly because I'm a little basic white girl. Uh, gentlemen, I'm taking orders. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good right now with my pint. Uh, I'm good right now. Thanks, man. Okay. Jake, how how different do you see undergrad and grad school? Um, I mean, to be honest, huh? Oh, hmm. There you go. You got to finish everything, Thank bud. You, uh, to be honest, you know, it's kind of hard to differentiate, and I say that because the last two years, pretty much, of undergrad, um, I mean, it was all online. Like it was yeah. all online, and plus, this is at the point where I. I kind of figured out that I really didn't want to do accounting, so I'm just trying to finish it out. So, like Patrick said, you know, like I coasted for the most part those last two, the last two years. Like I was just, you know, just getting it done, just getting the grades. But um, first two years, you know, I worked my butt off for sure for that because that was more of my uh, my prereqs and stuff that you know some yeah, sciences that I didn't want to use at all, but still needed to make good grades on it. But grad school so far, this is as of now, this is kind of what. I wish my last two years of undergrad were like, you know, I like going to have fun and like doing stuff, but this is also kind of teaching me, like it's helping me get more professional in the fact that, you know, I need, I'm still working on my work ethic. I know I've always had a good work ethic, but it can always be better. And just taking my schoolwork more serious, taking work more serious. And that's what I'm kind of learning is this is helping me grow up a little bit, which I appreciate. Cause you know, I'm, I'm 22, I'm about to be 23. So I still got a long way to go. I understand that. You're so young, but I'm, oh, I'm just a little baby. Tell me, <laughs> but, uh, but no, you know, it's, it's, it is a lot different in the more so fact that it's a lot more real life work oriented. You know, we're sitting in the classroom, don't get me wrong, but I feel like most of the stuff that stresses me out is the career management stuff yeah. that we have to do. Cause I, I struggle keeping up with it because we get these I, literally, for instance, I think I probably get about 40 emails a day. I feel like, like I get tons and I can't even read them all. I sit there, I click through, I click through. I was like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is. And it's so because it, Jake cannot read. Yes. So fun fact, you know, I'm actually, uh, I was born blind, but then I got my sight back. So I couldn't read until the age of 20. So I was, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just playing. I believe uh, you. <laughs> you would, but, uh, no, it definitely, like I said, it was a lot different because more professionalism. I'm, I'm learning to work harder for sure in the classroom. And one thing that kind of surprised me is like whenever I got into UT, I knew it was a really good school and it was a really good program. Like Brand said, I think number two in the country. But um, I was a little concerned knowing that I had an accounting background and not a marketing strategy or anything like that background that I was 
coming in a little over my head. You know, yeah. I was a little worried about that because I didn't want to, I don't want to be the guy that's like at the bottom of the totem pole. But I, I learned after the first month or two that, you know, granted, my teachers and undergrad at McNeese could have done better, but I realized how set up I was for this because, and I'm not finishing at the bottom of the class. You know, I, I'm, I'm a lot higher up than I thought I would be, honestly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I've kind of figured out, like, I know, I know I would say I'm probably, you know, at, towards the little upper area of most, like, of our uh, program. And it kind of surprised me because I didn't expect that a little bit. Uh, but, I mean, honestly, it's just due to me just keeping my head focused, honestly, because yeah. it helps only knowing people in my class, too. Because we're I, all doing the same thing. Yeah, and I think I think you it touched on something really important too was uh, the uh, professors. Uh, they're they're way different than undergrad. I think uh, you get to know your professors uh, more than what you did in undergrad. Oh, I like we've been here for what three months. Yeah, I have learned known, learned more about my professors here than I learned about any of them in undergrad. Isn't that crazy? All four years through all semesters, and we've only known some of our teachers for literally like five weeks. Yeah, like we've been out to lunch weeks. with one of them, at, at least one. Oh, <laughs> hey, least. shout out Sandy Leeds. That dude's a G. Dude's a he's, beast. He's, also, yeah. shout out Sonia. That dude's really cool. That class is freaking hard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything to add, Brandon? Uh, anything else? Or Patrick? Uh, Sonia's a Saints fan, so go Saints. Who dat? Who dat? <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 yeah, I agree with all of that. I think, I think, um, I was also scared because I, one of my biggest concerns was was the uh, quantitative uh, portion of this program. But I think that's the reason that I got attracted because that's really why I wanted to come back to school is to learn that piece so I could help my clients. Because I just don't want to be the guy that just you know doesn't understand the data, doesn't understand you know the stuff. Uh, I rather get to know what my client is is wanting and 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 be, being able to interpret that that stuff uh, i think that's going to be really important and it's going to be something that's going to benefit us benefit it uh, i mean in the long run to everyone right and in this business if you can understand strategy and the and the data you, you might not want to do the data all the time because that's i'm not trying to i'm well, not i'm not trying to run python every bro, day Bro, heck no i think part of the strategy stuff too it's not necessarily that we're like in class sitting there learning about it. Don't get me wrong, like we're learning stuff, but I think part of it is just the whole program itself is getting you in a mindset to think a certain way. Mm -hmm. So it's thinking like, how can, instead of saying like, oh, how can we just keep improving this? It's how can we improve this even more? It's, mm -hmm. it's jumping in advancements and just figuring out how to make things not just better, but better than they, you thought they could even be. It, exactly. Better than anyone thought they could be, you know? Exactly. I mean, something that makes me think about that is how little space we have in between our assignments. Like, I've done a few assignments like this before, but, like, for example, like, Project 2, Project 3, where we have only two days, normally I'm used to having a week apart of those to, like, prepare, like, get all They're my probably, research. Like, those those assignments would probably would have been, like, a two, three-week thing in undergrad, you know? Or like, yeah. But, but not it, anymore. But, you know, like that, that prepares you for the real world. Because, like, I'm telling you, when I was at agencies or when I was at, at LNC, like, you know, we'll get something on Monday and it'll be due Tuesday, Thursday. And I'm like, fuck, like, we don't have enough time. But, you know, you have to do what you got to do. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, but I think that's like such a huge benefit because, mm -hmm. like you said, it is preparing us for the real world. Exactly. In the real world, we don't have so much time to, like, turn in a report get an assignment done or like meet with our client they want results now they tell you something they want a result like two minutes later yeah. so i'm it's in a way it's like while it is stressful i'm also just so grateful that we now have this mindset 
of critical thinking, deep diving, and able to do so much and pull out so much mm -hmm. in such a small time frame. It mm -hmm. makes us qualified, and it's why people are going to love us when we start looking for jobs. I, I love your your you're so optimistic, Brandon. I love it. I love you guys anyways. It doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> uh, how how different is uh, your social life? How different is uh, just being in in uh, like you guys all were did your last senior year in, in Zoom, right? Like all of y'all. Yeah. Uh, so how, basically, yeah. So what is it like to one come out of that, and how different is uh, your social life? As compared to undergrad, because I mean, at least two, both of y'all were in frats too, right? Like, yeah. Yes. So let's talk about that dating life, uh, all that. Well, I will say just to start off, things got so much better. Like the moment I moved to Austin, like, <laughs> no, but there's actually like, there's actually a story to this. Okay. Like okay. you said, we get it, Brandon, you pull, we get it. <laughs> no, but there's actually, but let me, let me dive into this. Let's dive into it. I'll, so I'll, like you said, I was in it. It's so like at school, like I had a social life, like I was in a fraternity, but then when COVID hit and I had to go online, I didn't have, I didn't stay with my frat brothers. My parents made, wanted me to come home to California, which meant leaving like all my friends. My social life was like gone, dead. So it was definitely stressful during that time, trying to figure myself out, difficult to stay in touch with people and do well in my courses because I don't really do well in a very online setting. I love being in person, listening to an actual human being talk and like point to things. And when I got into Austin and I had the choice, I actually deferred a year. So, and because had I joined, I would have been completely online the whole time, which I'm sure I would have gotten an incredible experience out of it, but it wouldn't be the same. And I feel like I definitely wouldn't have gotten the most out of it. So I moved early after I deferred and I was surprised. Like the first week people, I went up to people and they said, hello, I made friends my first week. It's, it, I feel like it's more people are approachable in grad school. Like, like I remember like my undergrad classes, like I wouldn't want to talk to people. Oh yeah, I, grad school is different. You kind of have to talk to people to make it make make the experience. You know, you kind of have to get out of your your shell and talk to the guy next to you. You know, talk to the guy at lunch, the old guy. <laughs> You're not old, <laughs> uh, Patrick. You want to add on this? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna start my segment by cracking my beer on mic. Let's do it. Delicious. Oof, that was a good one. I love that sound. Uh, what was the question again? Uh, how different is uh, your social life uh, in grad school than an undergrad? Um, I feel like it's a little bit more active. So, as y'all know, I'm very much on the go all the time doing something, want to plan something. And a lot of my friends in undergrad weren't really like that. They like to stay in even on the weekends. And I didn't really fuck with that. Like, yeah, you know. We're, we're here. We're vibing. Like, we can't be doing... We, we don't have all this free time for the rest of our lives. Yeah, we do, we do have some the weekends off. Um, and more. In the words of one of my favorite composers, George Gershwin, uh, when music is playing and people are swaying, I've got to be there. Ooh, I like that. So, I... Just got to say, I love that quote. I, I appreciate it. Um, so, coming here to Austin where there's always something going on, always like a show or a bar or a place to go trivia night um, or trivia night exactly <laughs> thriving off of that and y'all are always down to do it as well um even now when, when we're here in dallas looking at the schedule that you put together 
us getting up at 5 a.m. for We're a waking football up. game. <laughs> like, that's disgusting, <laughs> but I'm all for it at the same time. Like, that's the energy I need. Yeah. I thrive off of that. I need to be doing something stupid, but something extraordinary all the time, every day. Yeah. Yeah, just like you said, it, the truth is we're all in the same boat. Mo we all came here not knowing anybody. So it's like you said, saying yes to everything, just it opens up like so many opportunities. Hell, coming here, that was just for me saying, yes, I want to come to Dallas I mean, we, watch we, football game. We planned this, what, three weeks ago, this trip? Pretty last minute. Yeah. What about you, Jake? Tell, tell us a little bit. How, how different is uh, social life here at UT than McNeese? Uh, I'll start this off by saying they say yes to everything. I love that. There's a YouTube channel. Uh, if y'all haven't heard of them, they're called Yes Theory. I would suggest. Shout out Yes Theory. Uh, but my social life here, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely different people around Austin for sure than uh, back home. But uh, – I would say it's relatively similar, you know. I yeah. I, how does it compare to chlorine, Louisiana? <laughs> uh, chlor <laughs> it's phosphorus, like you said. It's phosphorus, Louisiana. But uh, no, I mean, it's. I would say it's fairly similar. Like I, I'm kind of like in the sense of Patrick. I, I'm a, I'm a fairly laid back person, but I like to keep myself stimulated. I like to go out and just have something going on all the time. Like as <laughs> stimulated. <laughs> okay, that was the, not, maybe not the right word, but. Uh, I like to I like to just be experiencing things whether you know it's going out to a football game, going out to a new restaurant, or going out on sixth or whatever it is. You know, I like to go do stuff. But I I heard you actually have a uh, membership uh, at Buford's. Oh I oh dude I talked to the bartender <laughs> or it was one of the bartenders I there. There's one at Yellow Rose. Oh oh no that's Jesus that's Jesus. <laughs> I have my direct. I'm a good boy. I'm a good boy. Go straight to the, to the Yellow Rose in Buford. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> but uh, no, you know, social life here. It's that, like I said, it's different people that you see around Austin for sure than Southwest Louisiana. But everyone here is super nice. Like back home too, you know, you can pretty much ask anybody to go do whatever, and they'll most likely be down. Except for uh, Tori, because he likes to go hang out with his girlfriend in New York every weekend or whatever he's doing. <laughs> or I think he's in Colorado. Yeah, right shout now. out Tori. He's in Denver. Simping so oh, hard. Yeah. But we love Stephanie. We love her. Hey, she I'm going to defend Tori because he went on a whim with me to Houston for an Astros game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, true. true. wasn't expecting I that. Yeah. I did not expect him to do that. I was either, about to no. bully him into going, to my, going with me to a concert <laughs> next week, but his sister's going to be in town. It's, it's, yeah, you know what? Also, like, I mean, this trip was planned three weeks ago. Uh, we all just said, fuck it, let's do it. Uh, Sam even got on board, even though he had a friend visiting from out of town. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think breaking those shells and just kind of just popping out. Turtle. Yeah. yeah turtle. <laughs> well, breaking out shells, like leaving high school, I had the same, I had a really good group of friends in high school. I'm still close with today. Uh, going into undergrad, um, I was very unsure about what my social life would entail of. Cause I knew people going to McNeese, but they were all joining stuff. So my friends, being the bad influences they are, taught me into going to fraternity. Actually, no, it was a good experience, though, it really was. I met a lot of good people. But um, what's crazy whenever I tell people is that, you know, I, I didn't do anything in high school, like, party-related. You know, I just we, – all my friends, we'd always go play basketball all the time. But I didn't even – for instance, I didn't even take my first sip of alcohol until my fall semester of sophomore year. Went through all of a rush without drinking. Sheesh. So it was kind of crazy. But I always look back on it, I'm, I'm glad – I'm glad for the experiences I had in undergrad for sure because it literally made me who like I would not be outgoing at all if I hadn't done any of that. But um, my friends back home, dude, they're I mean they're awesome, dude. That's the same thing all the time. We'd always had a good time. 
but that's one thing before I moved here I kind of find myself going to is almost it gives a routine you know you hang out with the same people every day for five years four years or whatever and then you end up you know you're chilling at somebody's house but then you kind of start thinking it's like we've done this a thousand times yeah you know, we've gone to the same place a thousand times we go do this whatever so I knew that you know this would help me break out of my shell especially moving here uh meet a lot of different people and just do a bunch of stuff I didn't do and kind of extend my social web too because I, I don't know just wanted to kind of break out of my shell a little bit I thought yeah, it would help no, out no, dude no. Course, it's exciting course, man. just talking to people that you wouldn't think of talking to and I think I think also too another thing to add is that everyone kind of has a a different background um not just like you know culturally but like you know we all have different you know different levels in our lives like I'm a little older than you guys uh you know you're you're a younger guy than me I think you're the youngest one of all of of all of us, you and Pat. Pat, Pat no, is. I, I'm older than it's you, Brandon. I'm older than Patrick and yeah. Sam, though. Because because Brandon did get a chance to to work out there, so he brings the experience from that uh, startup that he worked at. Uh, you know, we all kind of have different things. You know, uh, people coming from all over the world to to be here. Um, so I think that also plays into it too. Like just the people that you meet here too are are different. Uh, now let, let let me ask you this. Uh, let me ask you all this. Just because I know there's gonna be people that are curious, what 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 is the day to day or the week to week uh, this fall? How how has that looked for y'all? What do you mean by week to week? First what's off? what's the routine looking like? Like in terms of school, yeah, our school, lives, our social everything, life? everything. Just give me a a week a week uh, of Brandon uh, in the semester. Uh, the week of Brandon in the semester. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. <laughs> Uh, we usually, this is about to be scary. This is about to be so scary. He's told me this routine, and it's like the opening scene from American Psycho. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, it's wake up in the. He wakes up in the morning and he meditates. After he meditates, he does fifteen push-ups. Twenty-five, actually. Well, Jackie Chan, come on, guy. <laughs> no, it just it just gets me up in the morning. Like to. It's like you said, like instead of rolling out of bed, just like stumbling over, I get up, I like do stuff that just gets my brain ready. So I'm just ready to start the day. And usually we have school, like definitely Tuesday. I'm thinking like Tuesday, Thursdays. Yeah. We got school going on for the day. Then either I'll chill, go back home, or on days I don't, not Tuesday, Thursdays, I go to Ladybird to go paddleboarding or oh, exercise. Oh, big paddleboard guy. I love paddleboarding. It is my favorite thing to do in this whole city. Yeah. Well, so you this pad- is my image of Brandon right now. I see Brandon, it's sunrise, Ladybird Lake, picture, 75 degrees, beautiful weather. Ooh. Brandon brings his little paddleboard out there. He's sitting, he's, he's having, and, he's and having the, a great on time. On the mini, on the mini. On the mini. Oh, yeah, he's got his paddleboard on top of the mini. He's rolling. He's like Cali, typical Cali guy. He's just rolling out to, <laughs> rolling out to the river. I, I picture Brandon sitting out there with his paddle, crisscross applesauce on this thing. Ooh. Out in the water, I'm talking – Whatever, whatever this thing is, it's like a three sign. Like you put your index finger and your thumb together on each hand, sitting there, eyes closed, meditating, and just on the river. I picture he's he's like preparing for some like kung fu tournament or something. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting his mind he's ready. Ascending. He's about to achieve nirvana. Yes, he, yeah. It's like he is. It's like he's tripping. I don't even know what any, any drug is like, but I feel like that's why I imagine he's like tripping on acid, but like no drugs involved. He's just like there, just just chilling. He's like dreaming but awake. <laughs> Pat, do you want to add something? First off, I gotta say, 
you just described like my perfect day. Like, you just, <laughs> like I, to I, the I wish letter. That was my day. <laughs> That's it. No, to the letter. It's it's crazy because we, we we will get like those random texts uh, from Brandon, be like, "Hey guys, I'm going to paddleboard. Lady Lake. Let me know if y'all down." Like, no, Brandon. It's 5:30 a.m. on a Saturday. I'm not going paddleboarding. <laughs> I call you guys on Wednesdays, like around the afternoon, to tell you guys to come. You you actually should try it. It it, it is a really good time. Yeah, Pat. Do you want to add anything on the, the on week? Brandon's life? No, no. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to steer clear of that conversation. Uh, my routine, honestly, it's kind of boring. With these short weeks, when I'm not at class, I like to watch a lot of TV. Mm. I like to watch a lot of movies. Uh, I read a lot. Oh, okay. Uh, listen to music. That's good. You go to a lot of shows too. Uh, yeah, I like to go to a lot of concerts, and I, I like to get out. Trivia nights, trivia we go, nights, we go yeah. to a lot of trivia nights. Uh, yeah, Pluckers trivia night for sure. Um, undefeated thus far. Oh, okay. Um, check out new bars around town. I don't know. I play. I play a lot of video games. I'm sad to say, I, every yeah. day I'm there's, playing. There's nothing sad about playing video games. Two to three hours every day is kind of sad. <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> Um, and I just hang out with people from the program, honestly. I, I don't know what it is. It's not that I make plans. It's just I feel like I kind of live in Jerry Seinfeld's apartment because people just barge in, whether it's one of y'all or, like, <laughs> Jeanette or someone. Like, it's just a revolving door. I'm like, all right, well, like, you're here. I'm not going to kick you out because I don't kick people out, but, like, yeah. you're just existing in my space. Yeah, your spot is known as the uh, the pregame spot or the, the meetup spot before we do anything. Yeah, which I, I would have never thought that it would have ended up like that, but yeah, what a coincidence. Jake, do you want to add, add a little bit to this? To my, uh, to my daily routine? Yeah, yeah. Routine? Uh, let's see. You know, I usually wake up. I try to wake up about an hour before class. Uh, I have an app on my phone. I can see where the bus comes. So I take the yeah, bus yeah. School. Me and you ride the bus. Yeah, it's like a little like little schoolboys with our backpacks getting on the school bus. You also and got that crazy alarm clock. Yes, I had to get a new alarm clock because I overslept like twice. And <laughs> <laughs> this thing uh, sounds twice. Like can you actually tell that story from the summer semester? What story? About <laughs> you couldn't when, wake up on time. Yeah, you yeah. Oh go, yeah. You so get through like what three alarm clocks? Yeah. So I went and bought a cheap alarm clock from Walgreens. I was expecting anything extra would help. Uh, do not go buy the small little gray stereotypical alarm clock from not Walgreens, freaking Target, because uh, it sucks. Don't do that. But uh, yeah, so my phone obviously just didn't work. Apparently, I'm a really heavy sleeper. Did not know this. And plus, if you take Zequel too late, it basically knocks you out cold. <laughs> uh, but I went and bought this thing. It's called Sonic Boom. Shout out Sonic Boom alarm clock. Uh, but basically, it puts a mattress vibrator underneath your mattress and the thing sounds like a fire alarm going off so whenever it goes it shakes your bed and i pretty much have like a i think i've had at this point i've had it for about a month i probably had 25 heart attacks within the last <laughs> month i'm gonna start having heart issues but uh yeah so i had to go get a new alarm clock so i wake up and that brings me to getting to school so then get to school do my do my thing whatever you know go to class and then so whenever i head back home i usually once i get back campus i try to stay there so once i go back home usually mid-afternoon, late afternoon. Uh, I pack my gym bag. I try to go to the gym pretty much every day if I can. Uh, it's, you know, it's like live yeah. fast, die big. You know, it's kind of one of those, I'm just kidding. That's super <laughs> douchey, but I'm just joking. But uh, no, it's just it's die mainly, big. It's mainly it die hard. Uh-huh. What did I say? I said li- live fast, die big. <laughs> Isn't it die hard? It's die huge. Actually, it's die. Uh, it's just, this is just a quote I just came up with off the top of my head. Okay, I need 
Okay, anyways, so go to the gym mainly to blow out some steam for the most part, but also so I don't turn into a whale. Uh, so once I get back home to the gym, normal weekday, I'll, you know, cook dinner, go pick up food, whatever, do some homework, watch some TV. I brought my PlayStation. I used to have video games early, but I've had it here for three months. I've not even plugged it in yet. Whoa. So I'm trying to stay away from getting in that group because I don't want to sit there playing. This is a PS5? No, it's a, the OG PS4 from like seven years ago. Uh, I just bought Far Cry 6 yesterday. It's a Ooh. great game. Oh, that sounds fun. Really? I'm thinking about getting it. Yeah, I've put like an hour into it so far. It's pretty good. Nice. Uh, but, uh, did you know, I, this is such a tangent, but you know when we go to like the Austin FC games and one of the chants is the Bella Chow, Bella Chow, Bella Chow, Chow, Chow. That's actually a revolution song from Italy. I didn't know that. Yeah, they used to like, I think the story is they used to protest in factories and the Bella Chow, Bella Chow part came from the protests. Wow. To incite revolutions. Sheesh, I didn't know Do you know that. what yeah. Bella Chow means? Like translation? Uh, like, Bella is like, like woman. Wait, you're saying like, a, ve- like with a Bella, Bella yeah. Chow. Okay, Bella, okay, okay. So Bella is like what you call like a woman. Like, like a beautiful woman. Like she's a, yeah, exactly. And then Chow is like goodbye. Chow. You remember? We remember that beam. Chow. No, okay. What? But, okay. <laughs> you guys remember? The only Chow I know is Brandon's neighbor, Dr. Chow, or whatever his name is. <laughs> no, it's Chow from The Hangover. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Brandon's neighbor is uh, Chow from either The Hangover or Community. Now, think about growing up next to Dr. Chow. That actually explains probably a lot about Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> a lot about it. Just a bit. <laughs> but, uh, you okay, so you do go to the gym. Uh, you mentioned something that I really... Um, do a lot with you a lot. We explore. Kiss. Cam- <laughs> <laughs> no, we actually explore campus a lot. Like oh, we, okay. we try to go to like to all the free shit. Like, uh, you know, no big deal. The president invited me to his swearing in oh, at, <laughs> at the tower. Uh, but it was open to everyone. So like, I, I, I try to go to a lot of events too. Cause, cause I don't like staying in at home. I like to stay on comp- campus as much as I can. I've been going to a lot of volleyball games. I'm trying to max the, the most out of the, uh, the uh, big ticket. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to. Just imagine a super senior that goes to everything. Jesus is super senior on steroids. This man has more <laughs> school spirit than anybody I've ever seen that's been to a school for one year. You know, you have to. That's, that's, you got to. You got to. You, you, have to. to. you have to. You have to enjoy and be immersed in what you're doing. You mm-hmm. have to just go all mm-hmm. in and just do it. Yeah, I feel like, especially since we only have 10 months, that we have to get the Texas experience in that time. Yeah, that exactly. we, we're all going balls to the wall. That's like, why we're here in Dallas for this game exactly, right now. Exactly. I feel like like we've gotten to know like a lot of the – like. It, it really helps out that some of our classmates uh, were um, came to UT for their undergrad, so they get to tell us like all the cool stuff, you know, all the, you know, the good restaurants, the good, uh, you know, good spots to go out. But no, 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 I think, I think you guys uh, – I think you're right. Like you have to immerse into the the, the school culture so so you could get the most of it. Uh, okay, so one last question on uh, grad school, and then we'll go out to my closing out Q and A because I know we got to catch that Mavericks game. Uh, but for 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 all three of y'all, uh, any advice on anybody that wants to go to grad school or is thinking about going to grad school? A big thing I'd say is when you're like suggested like you want to someone wants you to go out some like or a big event comes up like for career management or academics say yes to everything like you have like such a short time to get the most out of these incredible experiences and you you can't waste any time just saying like eh, no and eh, maybe just say yes to everything and you'll be blown away by what your experience will be like 
So that's my advice. Say yeah. yes to everything. Any, any uh, like advice for um, pre pre grad school? Uh, definitely. Pre- I think like just you know definitely take it seriously. Stay focused. Try to network. Like this is like I said for me, ICS is like the stepping stone mm-hmm. to my career. So while saying yes to everything and having fun is great, it's also you got to put the work in. You got to take this very seriously. Pat, any advice for anyone thinking about going to grad school? Uh, to make another quote, which I don't remember wholeheartedly, you got good quotes. Uh, to quote Ferris Bueller, <laughs> life comes at you fast, and if you don't stop around and look around, you're going to miss it. Mm, great movie, too. And that's that's how I feel. Like I was rushing through college, wanted to get through it to start working, did some internships for a bit, and here I am in grad school. But like this is this is my grand finale before the work life, so let's make it grand. Drake? That's exactly it. Um, my quote's a little less uh, emotional, I guess, than Patrick's, but uh, as the great Shia LaBeouf once said, just do it! No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, on a serious note, like, my, my thing is, you have the rest of your life to work. Literally. You have the rest of your life to go in a routine, go to work, if you choose to do so. Um, but, why not extend, you can extend your education one more year, and just really have one final hoorah. Cause I mean, I think a lot of people that graduate their senior year, they're tired of undergrad, they go do it. And then, you know, they kind of graduate and then they start, man, like I miss college. Mm-hmm. My goal is to be like, man, I miss college, but I'm glad I'm not doing it anymore because uh, it was too much fun or, you know, I just doing too much or whatever it is. You no, know? but, um, you know, just move off somewhere if you, if you want to, and then go for a year or two years, wherever, and just, Make sure you go in the mentality of like, this is the last two rock. Like, let's get it done before we go to the rest of our life and then make the most of everything because I think eventually that's going to lead. Even when you're working, you could have a routine job that you go to every day, but that's going to lead to a mentality of like, I don't want to just go to work to every day. You know, I don't want to just do the same thing every day. I want to go out and do different things if I can. So no matter how old you are, I mean, granted, most of us pretty much chose to go right after we kind of graduated. But, uh, you know, just – just do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would agree. Just, uh, I think the scariest part is actually deciding whether or not you want to do it. And I think once you set your mind, all the obstacles that you think that you have, uh, will be answered. You know, you'll find an answer to it, whether it's, uh, you know, how to pay for it. I, there's so many scholarships out there that you, that you don't even know exist. Uh, but just go out there, look for scholarships, uh, look at the, the tests that you need to take. If you need to take GRE, uh, GMAT, whatever, study for it, study, study, study for it. There are resources out there. Some, some are free, some you have to pay for, but, uh, look at what your program needs. And, and honestly, like the biggest advice that I could give too is talk to those admission counselors or those admission recruiters, cause they will help you get to where you need to be to get into the program. Like if you really want to do it, they'll, they'll talk to you. They'll help you. Let's look at scores. Let's look at, uh, you know, scholarships, payment plans, whatever the case may be. I think uh, putting yourself out there and and talking to them. Uh, All right, gentlemen, we're going to the last portion of the podcast. I have five questions. You guys could tag team them all. Or if you don't want to answer them, you don't have to. But these are five questions that I ask all my guests. Uh, So here we go. So the first question is, he has to look at his phone for these. He has everyone this, but he has to look at his phone. He doesn't remember them. I don't. I, I really don't. Like, I have to because I, I forget them a lot. And I, I changed them from season one. But here we go. Question number one. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received and why? 
I'll go. Best piece of advice I've ever received. Oh, God. Uh, I should have thought about this before I jumped on. But um, I would say this is going to sound super stupid. <laughs> this is going to sound so dumb. But sophomore year of college, broke up with a long-term girlfriend. My mom looked at me. She's like, you know it's okay to go have fun, right? And I was like, okay. So ever since then, I was like, you know what, Mom? You're right. Just went out, and I just started signing. Like, I'm literally just going to go every day looking for fun. I mean, that's what I do. Just go out and look for fun. So shout out, Mom. Love you, Mom. Hi, also, hi, Mom. I want a podcast. Thank you. <laughs> um, one, uh, this is some advice I got during, like, quarantine, like, when, like, COVID hit and like I was trying to think like you know keep my mind sharp and everything um but this is actually something that stuck with me it's not selfish to love yourself and to put yourself first basically for me what I discovered is by focusing on myself by doing things that made me happy is not only did I like become the best version of me but everyone else saw the best version of myself and mm. from there I helped I made the world better so basically, that's, a, that's something that I think is important for some people to think about, especially, you know, with social media and everything, that focus on making yourself happy, and you will make the world happy. That's a good, that's a good one. Uh, I have two. All right, let's uh, hear one. One of them is the final song on uh, Tyler Crater's 2017 album, Flower Boy, which is just instrumental, but the song's title is Enjoy Right Now Today. Hmm. And I think just those words are enough to know, like, Shit may be bad right now, but like today offers a new opportunity and tomorrow offers a new op opportunity. I'm going to live tomorrow as well. So enjoy wow. every moment you have. Uh, but advice given to me that I think um, has helped me is if you don't know them personally, don't take it personally. Oh, okay. You know, be yourself wholeheartedly. And if someone wants to get to know you, then that's the good version of you. Wow. That's, those are good. All great advice, gentlemen. All right, uh, question number two. If you can grab a drink with anyone in the world, past or current, who would it be and why? That's a good one, huh? Patrick, you go. If you're about to speak, yeah. Oh, uh, 100%. Uh, I would love to get a drink with, like, Stanley Kubrick, the movie director. Yeah. He did 2001 A Space Odyssey, Full Metal Jacket, The Shining, wow. Eyes Wide Shut. Um, he's made a lot of fucked up movies, <laughs> but I think that guy is such a brilliant genius yeah. and the way that he wanted to make his movies so perfect that he's like verbally abused his actors. Like there has to be something going on in that cranium. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's OCD. I don't know what, but all of his movies are instant classics. So just, to, just to sit down and pick his brain and have and, and just like the scene of the shining, you know, <laughs> have the hair of the dog that bit him <laughs> and enjoy a glass of whiskey. That'd be incredible. Yeah. Brandon. Um, so sort of on the topic of like picking someone's brain, like understanding how to think for me, I would love to grab a drink with Elon Musk. Like, Ooh. Just when I think about like Tesla, SpaceX, and like just all these crazy ideas that come out of his head, it just, it fascinates me. And I, and I really want to sit down and get like, where do you come up with this? And better yet, <laughs> no. And better yet, how the hell do you execute it and make it a reality? Like, it just, it fascinates me. And I really want to understand he, what goes he, on in his brain. Yeah, he does really great executions. Like, crazy ideas that you're like, oh, shit, someone's doing it. I mean, we're back in space because of him. Yeah. Josh? Um, I think for me, if I had to grab, <laughs> Jake, if, I, 
uh, Josh here, Jake, uh, whatever you want to call me, Jose, Jesus. I, 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 I really <laughs> respond to anything. Um, if I had to pick one drink, there's two ways I'm going to look at this. If I had to pick somebody's brain and figure out really what they, you know, how their brain works. I've never seen the movie Wolf of Wall Street, but I would pick Jordan Belfort because I understand that he's done a lot of bad things. I get it. And I, like I said, I, I know a little bit what he's about. I know more about like what he did necessarily rather than like the party and stuff because like I said, I've never seen the movie. But that dude is just a hustler, man. He's a hustler. And he, it almost is like whatever he wants to go do, he, he, he's going to go do it. Like yeah. it really doesn't matter what it is. Now, that could go really bad or really good. I don't know. But uh, I think if I was to figure out, like, how do I maximize, like, my potential without – well, and take his advice on how not to break the law, basically. But uh, that would probably be – I yeah, think that would be really interesting, honestly. I think it would be really interesting to hear his story about it. And then on another note, picking his brain would be David Goggins, ex-Navy SEAL. I'm reading this book right now. It's called Can't Hurt Me. Uh, it's all about mental strength and stuff. But that dude is literally the baddest dude on the planet. Dude ran 100 miles straight, and right after 50 miles, he was already, like, puking and, like, doing, like, Shit. literally using the bathroom on himself while he's running and ended up having to go to the hospital, but it was strictly because he kept telling himself, like, I'm physically capable of doing this. Damn. So that dude, if you haven't read the book or if you don't even know who David Goggins is, go look it up, bro. Dude is an animal. Wow. Good stuff there. Uh, okay, so – Next question. What's your favorite place you've ever traveled to and why? Oh, South Africa. Absolutely. Even in South Africa? Yeah. Uh, like when I was a kid a while back, just beautiful scenery, like the wildlife, like seeing animals like I heard about as a kid or maybe saw in a zoo. To see them in their natural habitat was just life-changing, truly. And I, I kid you not. If you ever love to stare up at the night sky and look at the stars, you will never get a view like this in Africa. For one, the sky's not black. It's basically purple, magenta, mm. and like insane. And it was really life experience. We also, I remember while we were there, we went to like the town sheds, like the really poor uh, villages. And it fascinated me. These people are just so much more grateful for what they have rather than focusing on what they don't have. So it's really a life lesson if, say, you're bummed out, you ran out of Wi-Fi. Or it's like you can't get like the proper me like food item on a menu. Think about that like there is someone out there who has like way less than you, but they are but they may be even happier to have what they have. Very humbling, Brandon. I don't have anything as heartfelt as Brandon. <laughs> uh but I would say <laughs> uh I would say either Belgium or uh Portugal in Spain. Both really cool places. Um, I don't feel like they're really traveled to out of all the different countries in Europe. Yeah. But I've had... You've got Italy. I've never been to Italy. But I've had uh, amazing experiences in both countries with my family. I feel like the people there are very welcoming. Everything is super cheap. The food is incredible. Uh, and just the culture, like, you, you feel so welcome walking mm -hmm. around and that you're just a part of that city wherever you are. Damn. And I thought that was awesome. I got my wallet stolen in Belgium, so that's why. That was in Brussels, actually. Was it in Brussels? It was in Brussels. I, I don't fuck with Brussels. <laughs> Jake? Um, my favorite place would probably have to be... Uh, the swamps of Louisiana. Swamps of Louisiana. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, would probably be Norway. Um, I, I actually have some ancestors from there. That's not why I went there. But just walking around. Now, they have 
the cities are cities are super nice. They're all very very clean. Now Norway is super expensive. That's the only downside. I think it actually may, if it's not the most expensive country, it's like top five. Literally, it's stupid. You're paying twenty five dollars for a Big Mac or whatever it is over there. But uh, no, walking around in the fjords over there, just the landscape. Literally, you feel like you are not on planet Earth. It's the most insane thing ever because they have small villages that look the exact same that they have for 700 years. I mean, they have the insides are modern, but the outsides, the same buildings, and it's just they get around the same much. There's waterfalls everywhere, and it it literally makes you kind of think, like, why? What am I doing? And <laughs> yeah. why? Like, Austin's beautiful, but, like, why can't we have this? Hey, no, no, Norway super overlooked. No one really goes there, but it is by far the prettiest country I've probably ever seen in my life. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Uh, question number four: What is your favorite item that you've bought this year, and why? Well, I think we know yours. That alarm clock. <laughs> oh, alarm clock is up there. I don't know if I've really bought any items though. I've really bought any. It could be anything. I have like the same five shirts I wear every day, so <laughs> I really I spend my money on. Food and just other, I don't even know. Favorite item, uh, what is, what's September? Um, would probably have to be, uh, I didn't really spend my money on this because uh, I was with my family on vacation, but taco tour in Cabo San Lucas was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Super stupid, but it's not really an item, but, uh, no, the tacos over there are fantastic. I, I, I want you to go try them, Jesus, because you I, would love them, I think. Because, yeah. I mean, that's legit Mexican, too. Yeah, I've, take, over there. I, I've taken you all to some some taco spots here. Oh, yeah, Jesus knows his tacos. I'll give him that for sure. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of dumb. I really just can't think of anything because I don't buy myself really anything. I never go – I wear this, like I said, I wear the same five shirts every day. I mean, yeah. maybe deodorant because I use it every day. That's very useful. That may yeah. be a really top item, but uh, nothing Brent, crazy. Brendan Patrick? I just came back from the bathroom. What was the question? Uh, what is uh, what what has been your favorite item that you bought this year? Oh shit! Bought this year. Uh, I'm gonna defer this one to Brandon so I can think. I mean, I can't really think of like what's the best thing I bought this year. Like, just I mean, it was my birthday recently, so I got some cowboy boots. Again, that was more of a, a gift. No, but yeah, those are really nice because you've been wanting a pair for a while. I have, and I'm really excited uh, this weekend to finally take them out, uh, sort of like scuff up the bottoms a little bit. There and you then go. When we go line dancing, I finally have—I won't have to borrow yours anymore. Yeah. I finally have my own pair. There you go. He's ready to get some mud on them boots, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so to stay in the same category as shoes, I'm a really big sneakerhead, and this year Nike re-released the LeBron Eight South Beaches, aka the preheats, mm. which I wanted ever since LeBron came to Miami. Uh, couldn't get my hands on them, and when they first released by Nike this year, I couldn't get them. Bought them on resale, which I normally don't do. But knowing that I love these shoes, I was so happy to pay any price for them. Finally have them. You've seen me wear them uh, around yeah. Macombs. I've seen you. They're bright turquoise with pink laces yeah, uh, like and nice. black highlights. I, I just love these shoes. They, they scream Miami. <laughs> <laughs> All I can do when I walk around wearing them is just like look down on my feet. It's... It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, on to the last question. Uh, so... <clears throat> What book, movie, podcast have you read, seen, heard lately? Uh, would you recommend it and why? 
I think Brandon was, was going to say Squid Games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just started watching that. Um, oof, this is tough. I mean, I'm kind of partially biased to this because I'm a big Marvel fan, but I loved seeing uh, Shang-Chi this year. Yeah, you tell me about that. Yeah, great movie. Sort of like, kind of like Black Panther is like, you know, had like kind of some cultural relevance, like, but also like just well-directed, amazing action scenes. Definitely one of my favorite movies. Uh, but I'd say of all the movies I've seen recently, that one is definitely my favorite. So, yeah. Patrick, P-Hop? Jake, do you want to go first? Because I have three. Uh, Jay, it's podcast? Uh, podcast, book, uh, movie? Um, well, like I mentioned earlier, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins is an audiobook I'm going to listen to. Fantastic. Um, another one be a podcast I've listened to. Now, I couldn't tell you the name of it because I don't remember what the title was, mm-hmm. but... I think it's the only one they've done together. It was, it was David Goggins, same guy, uh, and Marcus Luttrell, if y'all know who that is. Uh, Marcus Luttrell, the, the movie Lone Survivor that came out about five years ago, Marcus Luttrell it was the guy that Mark Wahlberg played. He's the only survivor out of the, basically this incident that happened. It was, I think it was Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Yeah, it was Af- Afghanistan. You know, how many people were killed? Like, it was 30. It was, it was a lot of people. Yeah. But uh, he was the only survivor out of that. But just listening to his story and then David Goggins' size of his, like, his SEAL training, because he actually was in training with Marcus Luttrell. Oh, shit. They were in the, they were in the same class at one point. And, um, you know, just listen to what the Navy SEALs are like. It was just I, – I find it super interesting because I have the utmost respect for anybody in the military. And it just – it blows my mind. Like, those guys are machines. Literal machine. Those are literally the baddest people on the planet. And if I, it, it's kind of weird because if you walked in a room with them, though, like you wouldn't really necessarily be able to pick them out because they're fit, but a lot of people are fit. It's what's inside their heads is what separates them apart from literally the rest of mankind. So Jeez, it, yeah. it's crazy, dude. Like the stuff they have to say. But that, I can't, like I said, I can't remember the name of it, but Marcus Luttrell and David Goggins, if you go watch one, like, or go listen to one, that one's phenomenal. Patrick? Uh, so for a movie that I just recently watched, I'm going to recommend Buster's Malheart on Netflix. Mm. It stars Rami Malek. There's no actual like culture relevance to it, but it's a psychological thriller and it fucked me up. Oh shit. (laughs) It's like a modern day shining. I loved it. I just want everyone to watch that movie just to get their interpretation of it. Uh, for a book, I would say the Hobbit just because that's my favorite book. I, book. I read that about every two to three years. I've, oh, read it, I've read it four to five times at this point. Uh, and I've picked up on something different every time. Hmm. Um, it's 300 pages, so you could blow through that quickly. And then something that I just found out last year, as you all know, like I'm a really big Childish Gambino fan. Uh, but about the, actually this time last year, I found out that he wrote a visual screenplay to go along with this album because the internet that you're supposed to read while you listen to the album. Oh shit. Um, and he wrote it right after his attempted suicide and it's very existential and very much about like questioning life, uh, and, and questioning, you know, why are we here? Yeah. And it just blew my mind. And I think everyone should sit down and read it and listen to that album at the same time uh, just to experience it and really learn who you are by going through it. Wow, great stuff, gentlemen. Great stuff. I was just going to say Ted Lasso season two. (laughs) I was going to say the the Dallas Mavericks-LA Clippers game that starts in 14 minutes that we're supposed to go to. We got to get going. But, gentlemen, this has been a great, 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 great time. Uh, thank you guys for joining the podcast. Thank you for having us. Yeah, for sure. Uh, 
that concludes the podcast. Uh, Sign off quote. Oh, you sucks, man. Do you <laughs> yeah, that is true. I kind of lost my train of thought before I got on this thing, but uh, uh, it's seven seventeen. It's seven seventeen, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's that about that time of day. Oh, you still yes, they yeah, still they, suck. They, they yeah, still yeah, suck. yeah, they still <laughs> suck. <laughs> All right, that concludes the podcast. See y'all next time. Bye. Later.